0: I'm Derek Thompson, the host of the podcast, Plain English. We tackle technology, politics, culture, history, everything that's happening in the world and why it matters. New episodes of Plain English drop every Tuesday and Friday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel. America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays. And same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and Bet Live. Same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel. Official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem. Call 100 Gambler or visit theringer.com RG.
1: This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC Pants. ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC Pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com.
0: All righty, let's roll, baby. Welcome in. Monday edition of New York, New York with yours truly. JJ, John C. right here on the Ringer Podcast Network. And I survived Syracuse. I witnessed probably one of the worst meltdowns you're ever going to see. Thank God the season is over. Thank God it did not ruin the trip. Spent some time on campus. Had some drinks at Bagans, Hit the Turning Stone, which, by the way, did not go well because I couldn't find a nice cheap craps table and basically saw my money bleed rather quickly. But we salvaged the night. Nothing will top that Syracuse game. We all lost money on it. To lose a game, we got a 10-point lead with two minutes to go. You have to basically try to do that. But that was my weekend in a nutshell. Good to be back. I'm excited for this week. It's a big week, and I know there are a lot of folks who kind of put their nose up to college basketball, especially in the regular season. And I don't want to lecture you guys, because I know New York, it's a pro sports town. JJ shouldn't have this stance. No, I'm going to have this stance. If that shit take, shame on you, because you're missing a ton of fun. College basketball is awesome during the regular season. The guys play hard every night. The rivalries are great. It's fun to bet on. If you bet and you have Fanduel, I mean, my goodness, Saturdays for college basketball are as good as it gets. Well, this week, and I've always had this theory, and I've always had this take: conference tournament week, from a betting perspective, is better than betting the NCAA tournament. Why? Number one, you have more games, you have more windows, you have more action. Number two, you know there's history with a lot of these programs, how they've matched up, how they play in the regular season. I, historically speaking, love this week. I was in Vegas a couple of years ago for it. I would be going out to Vegas for it if I didn't have a bachelor party for the Great Plavin at the end of the month. But like in New York, You got the Big East Tournament at Madison Square Garden. You got the ACC Tournament. And the last time you're going to see Coach K in an ACC Tournament at the Barclays Center, that is a badass week if you're a New Yorker. Listen, I'm bummed. I can't get out to more games. But it is the perfect, perfect week. You go to the Big East during the day. You hop to the ACC at night. Maybe you want to see Coach K on Thursday in the afternoon. You go watch Seton Hall and Villanova and St. John's and UConn. All at night. Games gore, action gore, and I'm into it. I'm into it. So, for the folks who say, oh, who cares about college basketball? Well, let me detail this. We have a net team that played a decent game in Boston today. Brilliant game from Durant. Jason Tatum was that much better. But the Brooklyn Nets are under 500 for the season. And I know a lot has transpired. Kyrie at home games. Ramp missed time, Harden, Harris. A lot of shit has happened for Brooklyn. They're under 500. The Knicks don't get me started. I had a good laugh at the turning stone. They had the sportsbook set up. I watched the second half of that game, and you see Randall get tossed. And the minute Burks missed the free throw, I said, they're going to lose this game. Little did I know, it would end up being Cam Johnson banking a three, walking it off, and basically taunting the Knicks in the process. All he could do is laugh. Listen, we're taping this pod before the Knicks game even starts tonight. That tells you all you need to know about where the Knicks are at in this particular year. It's over. It's done with. Hallelujah. I've moved on. I've cleansed it. Oh, but why do I bring this up? Knicks season dead. Nets under 500. No baseball. Don't even get me started with any of the nonsense that's going on there. I'm not waxing poetic on thresholds and playoff teams. I can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. I can't. Like, I got to do TV later today. They're probably going to want me to talk about this. It's like, well, what is there to say? (laughs) What is there to say? Wake me up when they're playing. Let's go. Enough.
2: I'm not breaking down the minutia of of thresholds and and, and all this shit. I can't do it. So, yeah, I'm going to be giddy about the college basketball. Yes, free agency is a week away.
0: That'll be nice in the NFL. I'll be jazzed up for that. No, the combine didn't exactly wet my whistle. I'm sorry. Watching dudes jack that into mind, bench press, run 40 yard dashes, do all that shit. Not interested. Not for me. You're a combine geek. More power to you. I'm a college basketball geek, and I'm gonna be unapologetic about it. I'm gonna be going after the folks who don't watch, and I'm gonna offer a little olive branch. Come hang. We need action. We need games. I know the hockey fan is going to offer it to me when the Rangers get going. That's fine. And I will take that olive branch. But for those of you out there who maybe are missing a little joy and a little action and a little theater in their lives. Come on, baby. Come on. Because the next couple of days is going to be a lot of fun. We'll have a tournament team in Seton Hall. We'll have a very good tournament team in UConn. Rutgers with their win today over Penn State. Ugly game. Dicey game. They're like 95% in as far as I'm concerned. We'll see how Wagner does in the NEC. Iona, of course, with Patino in the MAC. Listen, there's a lot cooking for New York local basketball in the NCAA tournament. I love it. And this week is great. So enjoy it. Savor it. Maybe you'll enjoy another Coach K love fest. I, and I respect the hell out of Coach K. Like, he's amazing. Did I love every minute of that game Saturday with Carolina? Yeah, I did. They had a very Mets moment with the ceremony, by the way. you Remember when the Mets, game 162, did their salute to Shea after the game? Like, how stupid is that? It was a great ceremony. Yogi's there. Piazza's there. The the whole gang's there. Seaver, you name it. They do it after you get eliminated on the final game of the year. That, That will forever stick with me. It's like one of the dumbest things a team could ever do. Duke. That's not nearly as catastrophic. They're going to be a two seed. Maybe if they get lucky, they could be a one. And it's not the NCAA tournament, but like you saw coach K after the game, that was like the last place you wanted to be for a ceremony. Maybe they're a little too cocky. And they thought they were going to kick the crap out of Carolina. I don't know, but I enjoyed that because I had a lot of shit thrown my way with Syracuse and this season worst ever in the program's history. You know, I saw scoop Jardine at the bookstore. I said, scoop, we could have used you so, just saying we could have used you. So folks,
2: my olive branch. For those of you who are pro sports people, I won't
0: watch college basketball. The quality of play. Uh, I don't have a school. Get, get a school. Root for your beaks. Root for your bracket. I'm telling you. You want to go on a ride? You want to ride a roller coaster? I love the roller coasters. Space Mountain. Rock and Roller Coaster. King the Ka. I scream. I sing. I, I do all sorts of stupid nonsense when I'm on those things.
2: That's what I'll be doing in the next few weeks. It'll be worth your while. Trust me. FanDuel, Brackets. I'm getting geeked out thinking about it right now. I'm going to help you guys out.
0: I'm going to bring in one of my buddies who happens to be well-connected with what's going on in college basketball. He's one of our favorite guests from the New York Post, Zach Braziller. He's going to join us in a little bit. We do have a little ask me anything. I was in that kind of mood. You fly back. I teased it on Friday. We'll have some fun with that. And we'll set the stage for what's going to be one of my favorite weeks of the year. No baseball, no problem. That's the way I see it. All right. ZB is up next.
1: Sweat. (laughs) You mean armpit tears of weakness brought about by poor deodorant choices? Say goodbye to that salty river that floweth from your underarm with Old Spice Swagger Antiperspirant. Made for 24-7 sweat protection with daily use and an undeniable smell of cedarwood and lime. Mmm. Giving you the confidence you need to quit your job, move to a remote island, and spend your days frolicking with dolphins. Old Spice Swagger Antiperspirant. Shop Old Spice now.
0: Anytime it's the month of March and I can welcome in Big Cat's favorite college basketball reporter, you know we're in for a big time month. He's my dude, he's been with me every step along the way. I feel like we have these conversations. On a yearly basis. I mean, it's basically a continuation of the ch- text chain that I have with this guy. But now it- it's go time. Now it's for real. Zach Braziller, New York Post. You ready for the madness,
1: baby? Hey, man. First real March in three years. Hopefully I jinx it and, you know, something bad happens. But like, you know, a world war. But, uh, you know. Yeah, it's, I'm excited, man. First real Big East tournament coming up this week. ACC in town, even though it's basically the JV tournament. You know, for for you say, I can't, Sarah, I can't even,
0: I can't even fight you on that. And I actually witnessed that atrocity over the weekend. I mean, my God, Braziler, my. <laughs> and, and thankfully, the year is over. You know, right. I was talking about this with Divendorf earlier today. The loss at hit in 2008 was similar. It was over a four or five minute span, but like they were squarely on the bubble. And if they won that game, they were in. They lost. They had to beat Villanova. They didn't do it. This year, even if they beat Miami, they were in the same position. They had to win the ACC tournament. But, dude, 10-point lead with two minutes to play and you lose that game on senior day. My goodness, dude. Hey, like you
1: said, imagine if that game mattered.
0: (laughs) That's what I said leaving the building. As annoyed as I was and I lost a couple of bucks in my wallet, that is hard to do, bro. That is hard to do. You know, it's funny. We spoke at the beginning of the year hoping and praying. You know, I'm always optimistic with my alma mater. And I was optimistic with St. John's. I thought St. John's going into the Big East tournament and going into this year, after the momentum they generated last season, they'd be a tournament team. We'd have a lot of fun around here. Surrounding them, that has not been the case. So I'll ask you this. Bigger disappointment. Is it my alma mater, Syracuse, who's going to have their first losing season ever under Jim Behan, Or is it St. John's with what has transpired this year?
1: I'm going to say St. John's just because Syracuse has had a ton of success. You know, they've even, even the last five years, they made sweet 16s, you know, St. John's hasn't won a tournament game in 22 years. You know, St. John's only really has, you know, once every four or five years, they basically have a good team. That's, that's basically the way the program works at this point. So when they actually have a year where you think they're going to be good and they're maybe set up to be decent and they flop like they have, to me, it's worse, you know, I know Syracuse is in a great spot right now as a program, and you know who knows how long Beheim's going to coach and who 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 will eventually take over. But Syracuse has had success. I think you can accept a bad year because of that. You know, you you've won a championship, you've been to Final Four, Sweet Sixteens. You know, gotten one seed. I know the last. You know, since they went to the ACC, it hasn't quite been the same. But to me, Saint John's is worse because, because of the lack of success. You know, it's why the fan base is so furious. Um, and they've been look. They've been terrible. They have three wins over a top 100 team. I know they're you know eight and eleven in the league, and, and it's it's a bad eight and eleven because they they basically have three wins of note. Two of them are against the Xavier team that has collapsed. So basically, the only real good win right now you could say is is at Seton Hall. It's you know the coach has done a bad job. The two stars, Champagne and Alexander, have have regressed. Um, it's it's bad. It's been a bad year been a really really bad year
0: is there any path for st john's going the georgetown route last year georgetown came out of nowhere they were sub 500 won the big east tournament stole a bid. remember they had to beat villanova in the championship game not in the early stages of the big east tournament can you envision that in any way zb for st john's or no
1: shot no i don't i don't see it you know it no remember go Gale- Villanova didn't have Gillespie last year. He, he hurt his, he hurt his knee. So that was a big, that was a big thing. You know, they, and, and you know, they beat a CN hall team that didn't have Aiken and the, the kind of the ball bounced, bounced Georgetown's way last year. St. John's is very different. St. John's got to play a, you know, a, a DePaul team that's playing very well late first, a team that just beat them. Then if they win, they got to play a, you know, a rested Villanova team that's healthy and rare to go. I just, I can't see them getting past. I th- I think they'll probably find a way to beat DePaul, but it's probably going to be a tough physical game. That's going to take a lot out of them, and I just can't I just can't see them even really giving Villanova even a scare. I I just I just don't see it from this team. They You know, they they can't win a close game. They struggle shooting free throws. They don't shoot the three well. They haven't played really very well defensively. I mean, they just it's just been it's just been one of those years where just not not a lot has gone right, and not a lot has gone according to plan.
0: Okay, I'm going to give you the odds for the Big East tournament. No surprise, Villanova is the favorite, plus 165. UConn is second. Not Providence, the league winner. UConn is second at plus 350. Providence at plus 500. Marquette at seven to one. Creighton at ten to one. Seton Hall at sixteen to one. Where do you stand on Providence? Is Providence the team? that knows how to win close games or is Providence a team that's going to play to their metrics where sooner or later in the Big East tournament or in the NCAA tournament that ends up catching up with them. That to me is the most fascinating thing about the Big East right now. Where does Zach Braziller stand on Providence?
1: It's somewhere in the middle. I think they've, they've obviously gotten fortunate. Look, they have, they beat Seton Hall when Seton Hall had seven guys because of COVID. They beat UConn without Sunogo. They, you know, they they beat Wisconsin without Johnny Davis. You look at some of their best wins, and it's game against teams that are shorthanded. Now, let's also remember, they only played 17 league games. Because of COVID, they had some league games not played. So they didn't go to Seton Hall. They didn't go to Creighton. They didn't play home for UConn. They played 20 games. Are they going to win that league? I, I don't think so. I think they, they didn't get those games rescheduled yet. They found a way to reschedule Georgetown. Kind of ironic, huh? convenient um, we call that convenient my very, friend very very convenient. convenient you know so look i think they're a good team i don't think they're nearly as good as their record but here's the thing more good luck their their draw is 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 tremendous right now i think the three best teams in the big east are villanova uconn and and hall villanova's the two seed yukon's the three seed Hall hall's the six seed so here, if you're Providence, you're you're gonna play the winner of Xavier Butler, and I know Xavier's gonna make the tournament. But they are a shell. Of Xavier's team. been awful.
0: Let's right. be honest. Xavier, if they lose that first game, they could make a case for keeping them out of the tournament. Zach, let's be honest, you could.
1: They, I don't think they will. They are top forty net. They have five quad one wins. They beat Ohio State. They they swept Creighton. They beat Marquette. I, I don't think that'll happen. But look, they've been they've been terrible. I, I saw them the other day against St. John's, and St. John's didn't even play a good game. St. John's isn't good. And St. John's beat him by, you know, beat him going away. So Xavier, to me, is not very good. But here's, so, so Providence will get the Xavier Butler winner. Then they would get, you would think, the they would get then the winner of Creighton Marquette. Marquette's not playing very well right now. Creighton doesn't have his point guard. I, you know, so Providence, to me, has a great path to the title game. Now, they're going to play a team that's better than them, in my opinion, in the title game, whether it's UConn, whether it's Villanova, maybe even Seton Hall makes a run. But I do love the odds for Providence. And I do like the odds there for Creighton. I think the, the Creighton odds are low. I mean, even without the point guard, they've played well. They they almost beat Seton Hall. You know, they um, they beat St. John's on the road without the good point guard. Good win over
0: UConn the other day, too. Very we, good win against UConn.
1: Beat UConn. I like the, that that Creighton, the, the Creighton, the Creighton line is, is in a... Is it bad? I'll tell you. It's not bad.
0: Let's get to Seton Hall. For the most part, Willard gets him in the tournament every year. We're still waiting for that run to the second weekend. I thought it was going to come the year we had COVID. Obviously, there's no NCAA tournament. Do you think this Seton Hall team sets up well for playing in the month of March? Is it matchup dependent? I was almost thinking about taking a flyer on them at 16-1 to to win this tournament, Zach. Because they, historically speaking, like playing well in this tournament. Are you feeling optimistic about the Pirates come March, or are you still a little from what you saw earlier this year?
1: No, I, I think they're. I think they're playing well. Look, they're still limited offensively. There's still games where they don't hit shots, but they're defending at a high level. They're just finding ways to win. You know, they've won eight of ten. They they beat Creighton the other day, despite the point guard Richmond going out in the first two minutes and. He's going to be fine. You know, Kevin Willard said he says just a sprained thumb that he'll be there for the Big East tournament. I think UConn, I think UConn-Seen Hall. Yeah, you know, I, I expect that. Oh, that's going to be a Hall, war, because. dude.
0: That is going to be a war, bro. That is a game I cannot wait to watch. UConn-Seen Hall on Thursday night, and I think that is the late game yes, on Thursday night. That'll yeah. be a very juiced up and a very liquored up Madison Square Garden. I'm telling you that right now. Be prepared, I mean, bro. The UConn man.
1: fans are are going to be at the bars all day, all night until you know about nine o'clock, and it's going to. And look, this is their first real game in the Big East tournament. You can't really, you know, last year was so different because there really weren't fans. So this is really UConn's return to the Big East tournament. That's that's going to be a fun game. Look, they split the season series. I think they're kind of similar teams. That they really defend. They're good on the glass. That's going to be a fun game. And I'll tell you. The winner of that game is going to give Nova all it can handle in the semis.
0: UConn. We know our buddy e Hall loves to complain about them, but they're a nationally ranked team. They're going to be either a 4 or 5 seed. Maybe if they play well, they could work their way to a 3. Who the hell knows? We'll see how it shakes out. They get after it on defense. They're super athletic. Can they score enough? That, to me, is the million-dollar question with UConn if they're going to make noise in this NCAA tournament. Are they going to be able to put the ball in the ocean and shoot it? Because last year in the tournament, you remember, Zach, and this is with Wright, who's an NBA player. They were dead on offense. Is that your number one concern with UConn? Because otherwise, I look at them as a second weekend
1: team. I really do. Yeah, look, there's no doubt about it. I mean, they're just, you know, when they don't defend at a high level and they don't get a lot of second chance points, they have problems. Now, when they do those things, they're very tough. I mean, Sonogo's terrific. RJ Cole, to me, has had a great year. I don't understand how he's not in the you know the, the Bob Cousy watch list for a top five point guard in the country. Um, you know, Andre Jackson has come along. They they have a million guys. Holly hits threes. I think they could be a very tough, very tough out in the tournament. But just as easily, they could see it t- they could find a team in the first round who hits a lot of threes. And gives them some trouble. You know, I I think there are a lot of I think there are a lot of boomer bust teams in the big east in the NCAA tournament. Interesting. I think, okay. I think I think there are about four or five of these teams that could get to the Sweet 16 or lose in the first round. I think you could throw Seton Hall in there, you could throw Marquette in there, you could throw Providence in there. I'm very confident Villanova's gonna be a Sweet 16 team. I don't I don't really have any any reservations about them. Now getting further than that, I'm not I'm not quite as sure. But, you know, I think Crane is even a team with, with the way the big kids playing and, you know, Ryan Hawkins, their, their, their senior uh, forward, who's just been terrific. You know, they're another team that, to me, could do damage. And look, the league needs a good tournament. The league, since realignment, the league has not sent more than two teams to the Sweet 16. As good of a season as they've had, the league, to me, needs three teams in that second weekend to kind of, you know, put a stamp on its season.
0: It's amazing how you can have a great year in the regular season, but at the end of the day, Zach, that's how we're grading these teams. What you can do in the month of March, how you can advance in the NCAA tournament. That's the way I look at it. I mean, listen, it's all well and good. Listen, you want to send seven, eight, nine teams to the tournament if you can. But if I have seven teams going to the dance and I got five of them out before we hit the Sweet 16, I'm not particularly
1: thrilled. I'm not. Look at the Big Ten last year. All anyone talks about the Big Ten last year is how it flopped in the tournament. They don't talk about how good the league was. They talk about, well, they, you know, they did nothing in the dance. That's, I mean, it, you know, if you're a big college basketball fan, it, it stinks because you follow the year, you know, it's, you're into it all year, but, you know, it, it really comes down to a weekend and, you know, a few different weekends in March. If you're a mid-major school, it's it's all about three days in March. And if you're a power school, it's all how you do in the NCAA tournament. It's only real, that's really all that matters. You know, I, I've talked to high major coaches and say, they. They almost don't even want to win their conference tournament because they're worried what it does to them in the NCAA tournament. For these are for teams who are usually there. I'm not talking about a team who just gets in once, but that, you know, sometimes winning your conference tournament doesn't, doesn't do that much in terms of seating. It just takes takes air out of you.
0: Listen, I've seen it go both ways. I've seen teams propelled by those conference tournaments. I've seen teams flame out because of those conference tournaments. Depends on the year. Depends on the team. A lot of different variables. Okay, you were at Rutgers today. They had to hold on for deal life. That is not a good Penn State team. That would have been a brutal loss going into the Big Ten tournament. We are taping this right now as Iowa is playing, so we don't know if Rutgers is going to be a four or a five seed. But if they're a five, they beat Minnesota Northwestern. That's it, right? They're a good the only way Rutgers is sweating is if they lose as a five twelve, right? Like that's the only way you're sweating come Sunday.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, I, I think, I think they're fine. You know, to me, if you're Rutgers, you want to do wellness tournament so you can avoid Dayton. That to me is, is what's on your mind. They have too many good wins: Purdue, Illinois, Ohio State, Michigan State, Wisconsin. I know they have some bad losses. There's no question. I think that's why they would end up in Dayton. But to me, if they can get to the semis or even the final, well, the final's probably not going to happen, but if they can at least win a game or, or two in this tournament, they should be able to avoid Dayton and probably end up as a 10 or 11 seed. And look, really, this team should be in the position that C. Hall is in, where they're probably a seven seed, maybe an eight seed. But the coach, you know, he, he doesn't like to schedule, and that really hurts you. Um, and this team, though, does not does not belong to be they're better than where they really are in seating right now to me and these players bail the coach out i don't think there's any doubt about it by how they really turned it on this last month and look i think he's a good coach he's done a good job there but he's got it he's he's got to schedule better like especially when you know you have a good team you can't you can't schedule the way he has you know i was all over st john's for how they scheduled and to me it really did them no favors i think it set it create it creates bad habits it doesn't do you any good this time of year when you're in the mix for the tournament. Um, and look, it's not going to matter because they're going to make the tournament again for, for Rutgers, but really didn't do them any favors.
0: Well, Zach, with the schedule, how much of that is done like two, three years in advance? How much of that is done within a year? I was always curious about that.
1: I mean, it's, it's different from college football. You know, college football, you... You schedule, you know, they schedule these games out eight years in advance. That's basically. the
0: thing. Like, I know Syracuse is playing, like, LSU or something, like, four or five years from now. It's like, great. Dev Valley, they're going to lose by 50 points. Great. That's good. Save your calendar. Save the date. Five <laughs> years from now, Syracuse loses by 50 at LSU. Awesome. Okay. So, it's not that
1: far in advance? No. Well, so, the way it works for college basketball is you usually book, like, the MTE tournaments. You so know, like if
0: you're in Atlantis, right. or you're in uh Maui or you're in one of those big boy ones, you know what, like two years in advance?
1: Yeah, something like that. But it it's different from, you know, scheduling home and homes or one offs or, or buy games are very different. You know? Like, you know there's really you you don't have it's not like, you know, all of a sudden you get a few guys and you like and you're really good and you say but you already have your schedule set. It's it's really not it's not like that. And Look, I mean, just look at Sean Hall. Look, look at this is what I would say to the to the high major coaches in this area that don't schedule as well as I think they should. That's Steve Peichel and Mike Anderson. Look at the most successful high major coach in the area and how he schedules. Maybe he knows what he's doing. And we're talking about Kevin Willard, obviously.
0: I totally agree. Schedule, schedule, schedule. Because you know what, your team will eventually reap the benefits if your team is worthwhile. Okay, ACC, it's going to be the K Love Fest. It's going to be insufferable. You're going to have all the Dukies out in full force. I know Barkley Center is probably praying they get Duke Carolina on Saturday night. Duke will be there. I'll be shocked if they're not playing Saturday night. I think they're going to be angry. I think they're going to be ticked off. I think K will have them ready to go. Bottom of the bracket, ZB, give me the team out of that convoluted mess in the ACC that will be playing on Saturday night against Duke. I have two in mind. From an odds perspective, that I'm thinking about, Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech, who's 11 to 1, and their numbers and their metrics are really, really good. Ken Palm loves Virginia Tech. The other one is Virginia because they beat Duke earlier this year. They played Duke super tough the second time they played them, and they got a little pedigree to them. It's Tony Bennett. It's that style of play. Now, listen, they could run into a team like Carolina that might run them out of the gym. But I'm thinking long and hard about investing in Virginia at 17-1 to win the ACC tournament. Your
1: thoughts? i going to sleeper. I like Virginia. I mean, I feel like they played better. You know, obviously the coach is good, and they they have some good players, with, you know, with Beekman and some other guys. I just – I think it's going to be Duke-Carolina. I think Carolina's found it. Now, as we talked off the air, I think a lot of like, – part of the other night to me was Duke. And just the stage and their young guys just not handling it well, and just everything that, you know, is such, is such an abnormal game with, with the circumstances. But you got to give Carolina credit. You know, they get off to a good start, and then Duke goes ahead by, I think, about eight. And I, Oh, you know, it looked
0: I, like they were going to run him out of yeah. gym. Hey, yeah, I think Carolina plus 11. When they went on that run at the end of the first half, I said, Carolina's got to stabilize this and keep this within six points going in the locker room. That spurred for them right before the end of the half was a must act. That really so, was a must.
1: When they went up eight, I said, they're going to lose this game by 30. You know, um, no, uh, RJ Davis, the, the, the white plains kid from the Archbishop Stepanak, played great. He had a big three late in that first half. And, and look that second half Carolina was all over. You know, if you didn't know, you would have thought Carolina was the team, you know, playing for a one seed, and Duke was the team on the bubble. Carolina was fantastic. And look, they've, They've now won 11 of 13. I, I get a lot of these wins are against the crummy ACC, but they have played much better. And I I think Carolina's on to something here. I think Carolina's going to get to the title game. I, they probably aren't going to beat Duke again, but I think Carolina's going to get to that title game. And um, I, I think Carolina's kind of turned the corner here.
0: Interesting. Very, very interesting. Because you were down on the Tar Heels earlier hey, this year. They, they so they you have up. come full circle. Hey, listen, so was I was killing Hubert Davis a few weeks ago. Listen, give Hubert Davis credit because his team has come of age here over the last couple of weeks. And listen, I'll be running against you there because I have Virginia. So I'm invested with Virginia at 17-1. Is this the year for Wagner or did that injury kill him? Because Brian is the better team and they're playing the game at home. But can the Susan Lucci
1: of the NEC finally get it done? Hey, I, I kind of thought that, but let's be, let's be fair. There are two games in the NEC, they've blown out both teams. And now you look at kind of how they played down the stretch without Elijah Ford, who's their second-best player, probably their best defender, their best athlete. And they weren't great down the stretch. They lost a few games. They played some really close games. But there are two games they've won big. I mean, weren't even competitive. Brian almost lost. And here's the thing for Wagner. It's it's sometimes when you're that mid-major and you're at home, it's almost harder to win the game. No, it's It's, tense.
0: I've seen it in that building because I've been there a few times, Zach. The team has gotten tense. Coaches have gotten tense. The crowd gets tense. It's it, it, And especially if you've lost the game a bunch of times. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's even worse if you haven't gotten and broken through right. in a long, long time because it's like this this angst, you know what I mean? You fall behind, a team hits a couple of threes just saying, here we go again.
1: No, I I think they can win the game, 100%. I, I mean, I think it's basically a, a toss-up. I think Wagner right now is playing, at least in this NEC tournament, I think Wagner's playing better than Bryant and they'll have, look they have the best player on the court. They got the two-time player of the year in Alex Morales. I'd love to see them do it. I Bashir Mason's a great guy. Um he's done a terrific job there. Who knows if if they win this game maybe he you know maybe he gets the UMass job. Um I know there are people pumping him up for it. We'll see. I mean it's you know the I I and it, I love the 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 small conference championship game in the home gym. It's just such a great atmosphere and it, you know, I in my in my column in tomorrow's paper, I touch a little bit on the MAC and just you know what the MAC is doing, where they're playing their tournament. AC, they're you know they're basically hurting themselves. Where their tournament now is this week during all the major tournaments, their championship game is Saturday It should at not four be dying.
0: See, that's such a mistake. You nailed it. Nope. Look at what the Missouri Valley Conference has done. Even at WCC, which has Gonzaga, they are going to get standalone games on Monday right. night. Some idiot like me is not gonna be watching Kansas and Texas or watching Carolina and Notre Dame. I'm gonna be watching Gonzaga, San Francisco, and then I'm gonna watch St. Mary's take on Santa Clara. Like, that's what these smaller conferences should be doing. Why aren't they doing that? Zach well, The problem no for sense? the Mac
1: is so they were in Albany, and a lot of people were, you know, tired of basically giving Sienna like phone court advantage. So they got Atlantic City. And the problem is Atlantic City has a contract with the Jersey State High School Wrestling Association who has dibs on this past week. But that's fine. I understand that. But first of all, when you heard that, why did you still go ahead with that place as your venue? Like the Mac was like a staple on ESPN Monday night. It was- was I loved it. it. I loved it. I
0: watched it every year. I watched the Mac game. I bet on the Mac game probably for the last seven, eight years when they played on Monday night. Loved it.
1: So, I mean, so they're in the AC, and it sounds like it's going to be again next year, and just, you know, they, they lose eyeballs, they lose interest. It's just, look, it's a, it's, a, it's a huge mistake. And, I mean, tonight, you know, in the you know in the past, you would have the max semifinals tonight, and you get a lot of attention because there's nothing going on tonight, basically, besides the Big Ten game. And instead, they're starting it, basically, their big teams all start playing until Wednesday. And by then, everyone's focused on the Big East and the ACC and all the other ones and they just get lost and you know and my suggestion is either find a neutral find a site that works or you know what why don't you play it at home sites you know what do you think the atmosphere would be like if you had saint peter's iona you know in New Rochelle, it'd be it'd be wild
0: i might go up i'd be here see patino in the suit sign me up baby i'm gonna start i'm gonna be starting the patino to syracuse petition before you know it you know that's coming the minute I find out about Jim Beheim retirement news, I hope Jerry's not listening because I love Jerry. But, you know, if I could get Patina, oh, my God, I'd be drooling. And I know he said he's never going to leave. I, I got to we'll see. We'll see. see that first. I got to see that first. He wins a couple of MAC titles. There's a big-time job coming his way. Uh, I, I got to see that first. The, okay. first.
1: the first, JJ, the first year he loses in, like, the MAC title game and doesn't get in the NCAA tournament, he's going to be thinking, I, I, I'm tired of this. I know.
0: I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Okay. You look at college basketball, I think there are like 10 teams that can win it, but I think there's a major drop-off between like the top 10 to 12 teams in the nation and everybody else. Do you kind of look at the sport in that prism, or do you think it's less than 10 teams that can win it all, more wide open than maybe I'm giving it credit for? How do you see the landscape going into next week? Wide open tournament or not so much?
1: I think there are about eight to ten teams that can win it all, but I think there are a lot more teams that can get to the final four. Interesting. Okay. I mean okay. look at look at that crazy day we just um look at that crazy day we just had, uh, I guess what was it about eight days ago where you had like, you know, the top six teams in the country all lost.
0: Well you had Auburn losing, you had right. Gonzaga losing, you had they uh, Kansas like, it wasn't losing. They weren't like wild
1: upsets. They lost to, you know, other top twenty-five teams or teams just outside the top twenty-five you know if you look at the the top teams in the country you look at their losses they're all to quality teams that are you know probably four to six seats so I, I yeah i i think you have i think you might have 18 to 20 teams that can make a final four now i think only about eight or nine of those probably could win it all but yeah i think it's i mean look you just had gonzaga losing you had duke losing it you know villanova comes close to, to losing some games they lost to providence it to me it's 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 wide open. Now, I don't think it's, like like you said, I think you have about eight to 10 teams that can win it all. But I think there are a lot of teams that can make the final I, I really do. And, and that might mean not a lot of upsets the first weekend, but it could mean the second weekend is just bananas.
0: I hope so. I hope so. All right, we got a week to go. The four number one seeds. Auburn, I, I'm going to guess mine. I'm going to guess mine. Okay. Let's get your grade. I'm going to say Gonzaga. Yeah. Auburn. Yes. Arizona. Yes. And then that last one, the winner of the Big 12 tournament, Kansas or Baylor?
1: Yeah, I, I think right now Baylor has the slight edge. But yeah, I think if one of those two teams wins the Big 12, I think that team gets it. Yeah, I I, I agree with you.
0: And do you think Duke will probably get the easiest road imaginable to a Final Four? Because I expect that. Well,
1: apparently he wants Chicago, so.
0: So I guess if he wants Chicago, Midwest region, that might be Kansas, right? Yeah. Well, if they have Gonzaga and they have Arizona, they're going to have to decide which one they're giving a number one seed to. I mean, I'll be, I'll be interesting. I'll be interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm sure the second weekend, barring some craziness, I'll be with Duke. So I, you know, Chicago's all right with me. I'll, hey, I was going to say, a
0: little deep dish, a little river. Chicago's walk. a I, great. I have not been to Chicago, Chicago since 2019. I got to go back. I, I got to go Chicago. back. My okay, guy like Golf the is there, my guy Parkins is there um, I gotta get to Wrigley, although let's be honest, I'm leaving you with this note Over under May the 15th when I will be ringing in my 34th birthday will I have a baseball game professionally to watch yay or nay?
1: I mean, why would I, why would I change my mind? I, I told you June 1st
0: I think we're looking in that direction, especially from what I heard earlier today I mean, I mean the, I, I, can enjoy. you I, I, do yourself a favor? At least you have a month where you can avoid this shit and you right. could just worry about the college basketball because I'm sick of talking about it, to be honest with you. I, I, mean, I am completely the second, done with
1: it. I'll tell you, though, the second, the second that, that 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 buzzer goes, oh, by the way, New Orleans. As to say the
0: only reason you will not have me down with you in New Orleans is because I'll be in Vegas for the I mean, Green Alex bachelor party. That's the... That's the only reason why you and I won't be slugging hurricanes on Friday night. That's, That's the
1: only reason. New Orleans, terrific. But the second that buzzer goes off in New Orleans and there's no baseball, I'll be, uh, I won't be happy. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's, I don't understand how anyone could not blame the owners. Oh,
0: um, uh, fools. Anyone, anyone who's going to take the case and take the side of the owner doesn't get it. They're not paying attention. That's what it boils down to, Zach. It, it is funny, though. They don't understand the process that's been employed over the last few years.
1: I mean, it's funny. The, the Mets finally have an order who wants to spend money, and there's a lockout. Yeah.
0: Naturally. Naturally. <laughs> on that note, ZB, enjoy the Big East tournament. I'm sure right. we'll be catching up soon. We'll, uh, Wait, so you're
1: not coming to the Garden at all?
0: Well, here's the problem. I do TV now at night, every single okay. night. So it works out that I can go and take a 20-minute walk to see Syracuse on Wednesday. Right, right, Thursday, I'm fostering this this wonderful dog, TB, who I got to watch. So I'll have the, the 10,000 screens going in. Kate's got to go into the office. And Friday night, hey, the working man's a sucker, bro. What can I say?
1: No, nah, I, I get it. I get I'll it. I'll be
0: watching. I, okay. Don't worry. I'll, I'll be watching. But I will um, be uh, gracing you with my presence. That's Thursday
1: night at the Garden, There's, I think there's a very good chance you get St. John's Villanova followed by Seton Hall UConn. That'd be fun. Wow, well, I think St. John's will get hammered. But I will be all over Villanova.
0: Fun. They're gonna that that line will be Villanova minus ten and a half, and I will be taking Villanova because I think I, they'll absolutely put it I, will, I
1: do not blame you. I do not blame you,
0: Mr. Braziller. He is the outstanding New York Post college extraordinaire. Don't be a stranger, buddy. I'm sure we'll chat next week. Later.
1: All right, buddy. Have a good one.
0: Always love when my main man ZB is on the show, and uh, you know I. Love consulting him before I make any of these futures. And by the way, on Ringer Gambling, we are going to be doing like mini pods like every single day on the college basketball, like with picks, futures, all sorts of insanity. You should be following Ringer Gambling. And I do have a surprise for Tuesday. I know we haven't been doing Tuesday pods, but we're going to have a mini pod posted on Tuesday. Stay tuned. That'll be up. You'll find out when and where whenever it happens. Okay. Ask me anything time, voicemail time. Go little wrinkle for today. 917-382-1151 is where we make magic. If you haven't chimed in and you want to chime in in the future, 917-382-1151. Stefan, the floor is yours, baby. Let's hear him.
3: Hey, JJ. So ask me anything. I got a couple for you quickly. So what's your top five actress and top five actors? I'll give you mine quickly. Angelina Jolie, number five. Actors, right? Uh, four. Scarlett Johansson, three, Kate Winslet, two, Anne
2: Hathaway, and number one, Padme Amidala herself, Natalie Portman, actor-wise, Russell Crowe, number four, Tom Hanks, number three, Will Smith,
3: number two, Matt Damon, and I'm pretty sure you're going to be, I think you're going to have him on the top five, Leonardo DiCaprio, Leo. Another AMA I want to ask you quickly is that, I'll give you one movie recommendation for you. Wow, this baseball is just complete joke an absolute joke. And no end on sight for the lockout. Written directed by Christopher Nolan, Tenet. Uh, exhilarating action. If you love Inception, you like that movie. It's very complex. So, but every rewatch, it gets better. It gets better. So yeah, I mean, if you have time, check it out. And I'm the expert on so if you watch it, I'm probably gonna ask you how the movie was. Like, hey, yeah, I'm the expert. So ask me anything about tennis. All right. Take care and let's go. AMA. Love the AMA.
0: Tremendous job, Charlie. I love when we could get funky. I promise funky we're getting funky. All right. I'm not giving you any order for the actors, but you were on the right track with a bunch of them. Leo's absolutely on the list. Jack Nicholson for me is absolutely on the list. Those are two non negotiable. Thinking of this list off the top of my head, Al Pacino, Joaquin Phoenix, who I love, he plays some roles where you really love to hate him. Phenomenal actor, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal actor, and then Christian Bale. That would probably be a list off the top of my head. I reserve the right to change my mind, but like thinking aloud, those are five actresses. I I got to be honest with you, I want to think a little bit more about it. I love Emma Stone. I think she is sensational. Sensational. I love Emma Stone. I love Jennifer Lawrence. Big, big fan of Jennifer Lawrence. I think she is a fantastic
2: actress. I like Amy Adams a lot. I like ScarJo a lot. But I got to think a little bit more in detail.
0: You know, and I'm forgetting Denzel. See, that's a bad job by me. Like, I'm on all five. I, I might have to bump one of those guys for Denzel. That's tough. See, that's tough. That's what happens when you do this list off the top of your head. You, you're going to forget a guy. Like, nah, Stefan, I love Will Smith. He does not crack that list. He does not crack the list. I love Will Smith. But n- not there. He's a, he's a slight notch below. Like, Denzel? Denzel's there. Will Smith? Eh, not so much. Good questions, Charlie. Good
2: questions. Who's next?
3: Hey, John Kyle from Parsifony. Uh, very similar fandoms in Yankees, Dolphins, and I was a Syracuse fan growing up. Went to Rutgers. They became my alma mater, so ended up going with them. It's been working out here lately. Uh, just wondering, how did you get into those three teams? For myself, father was a Dan Marino fan. Syracuse actually enjoyed the mascot. <laughs> and, uh, the Yankees, I grew up a big Don Mattingly fan. So just wondering how you, uh, how you came in came through the uh, same three teams there?
0: Well, it's pretty simple. I grew up with the Yankees. Don Mattingly, 1993, 94. Coming of age. That was it for me. And it ran in the family. The Knicks, Patrick Ewing, ran in the family. Easy. Dolphins did not. Dan Marino was the dude. The Jets and the Giants sucked. Boomer, Kotite, Dave Brown, Dan Reeves. Easy call for me. That's how I started rooting for the Dolphins. And Syracuse, I always liked them casually. I really got into the Jerry McNamara, Hakeem Warwick teams. But obviously, when you go to school, that's it. I didn't have another college team. You know, it's just I watched. I was into it, but I didn't really have a team when I was like seven, eight years old. Basketball, for the most part, has worked out pretty well. Football, eh, not so much. Now I feel like college football in this year in the tournament, I'll be rooting for whoever I bet and whoever I pick to go and uh, make me some money. Good question. Good question. Who's next?
3: Hey, JJ. James Morris from Brooklyn. Just calling for your asking Anything segment for this week's show. And I'm just wondering, I'm calling to see who your ideal foursome would be to have dinner with you and three other people, alive first and then dead. So, or if you want to do some sort of combination, so just three, three other people, whether they were alive or dead and just kind of interested about that. Uh, talk to you later.
2: Wow. That's a great question. That's a great, great question. For dinner or golf? See, that's the thing. Like it's dinner and golf might be different. Force them alive for dinner. Phil Mickelson, 100%. Paul McCartney. Bruce Springsteen. For including guys who have passed. John F. Kennedy, Dr. King, John Lennon. I'd like to think about that a
0: little bit more, but I feel like that is, that's a pretty decent baseline. Pretty decent baseline. You could actually throw Al Michaels in there too, for Auditor. All right, we got two more of these bad boys. You guys are good today. You guys are bringing the heat. I like it. We'll be doing more of these. Every now and again, I'm in the mood. Today, I was in the mood. All right,
4: two to go. What do we got? Hey, John. It's uh, Stuart from Brooklyn. John, I am really looking forward to season five of Cobra Kai. Season four was awesome. You know, it was great. You know, seeing Chosen um, uh, coming in the end with uh, with Miyagi, though. And, and John, I agree. We're on the same page. I, I, I can't deal with Miyagi, though. It's, it's, it's just too much. It, it gets to you. It's all about uh, Terry Silver, uh, Johnny Lawrence. Kauri, and crease. And and, and John, do you feel we're we're, going to see Mike Barnes from Karate Kid 3 join Terry Silva's team? And the other, is it possible we can see Hillary Swink as Julie Pierce from the uh, next Karate Kid to join Miyagi-Do? Now, on the college basketball, my Irish locked up the number two seed in the ACC tournament. Nothing like a 24-point victory. I hope we get more in the uh, tournaments coming up. You have a lot of talent in the backcourt. How far do you see this team going?
0: I think for Notre Dame Stewart to get out of the first weekend of the tournament, they cannot be in the 8-9. They will not be the number one seed. You get the right matchup as a 7, maybe you can dare to dream a little bit. I like Notre Dame this year. They're an experienced team. That experience should help them. I'm with you a 1,000% on Cobra Kai. Barnes will be back. I don't know if Hillary Slank is going to want to do that show. I don't know if she's going to want to do that show. But I'm in. And listen, root against the Larusso's at all costs. Not the wife. I love the wife. She's, she's fabulous. But LaRusso and even the daughter, the daughter actually kind of won me over this season. The Daniel character, I mean, you want to talk about somebody who has jumped the shark. He has completely jumped the shark. And if you watch the show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like heresy, considering what his role was in the movies. But, hey, that's the beauty of the television show. All right, last but not least. Let's hear it, baby.
3: JJ, Joe K from Brooklyn here. Uh, I have a serious question here. When are we playing golf, man? We've been putting this off for a while. I've been trying to get you to come to the golf simulator. You know, it's going to have to happen or later. All right? Dude, hope you have time in serious, man. Talk to you soon.
0: Wow. Joe K roasting me. For not being available for golf. And listen, my golf has taken a hit the last couple of weeks. I've been, listen, we're all busy. Everybody's busy. Everybody's got their own thing going on, whether it's life, work, family, responsibilities. It's been insane since the Super Bowl. Well, a couple of things. One, the weather before today has been awful. Take that into account. Two, fostering this little guy. So that's taken up a lot of my time. Got to watch him basically with every move, like a hawk. Three, uh, we got a lot going on. I'm doing TV, I got pods, I got gambling pods. Joe, I will promise you this. Not this week, not next week. The week of the Sweet 16, where there will be a lot more downtime, I'll see you on the links. Simulator, or maybe we get outside if we have a nice day. I'm a man of honor, I'm a man of my word. Those were good today. Those are good. We will, We will do another one of those. Probably not for a few weeks because we got a lot of shit coming up. But if there's no baseball, end of March, early April, right after the national championship, buckle up. That's all I'm going to say. Buckle up and see, we can get funky, folks. All right, we'll come back. Jeff Barney, you've been digging deep all college basketball season. I can't wait to see what he has in store for Monday, Tuesday. Who the hell knows what he's taking? All right, he's coming up next. All right, Jeff Barney time. Money, it's go time. This is one of the biggest, if not the biggest week outside of the NCAA tournament. This is when it matters, bro. Your January and February picks mean stugats. They mean nothing. It's about what you're going to do right here, right now. What do we got, Money?
4: up, JJ? Jeff Money here with a Handicapper Picks. This is going to be for Tuesday the 8th. I got one play in college basketball. I'm going to go with Clemson minus the 5 over NC State. Again, I'm going to go with Clemson minus the 5. Everyone can always, always follow my daily plays on Twitter at Jeff Money. Okay, JJ, I'm out of here. Let's go.
0: I like it, Jeff. Money. NC State has been one of the worst teams in the entire country against the spread this year. Clemson big win the other day over Virginia Tech. Finished the season strong. Finished the season with a winning record. I'm in on that. Clemson to win in the 4:30 Tuesday game at the ACC tournament. Sign me up. That is a family play, my man. And for Monday, I'm looking to see if we got lines on these Gonzaga games. We do. My initial lean. San Francisco, St. Mary's. Frisco with the points, St. Mary's laying the five. Those are my liens. They may change between now and Monday. It's going to be a big week. We got a surprise pod popping on Tuesday. Remember that. It'll be a mini pod. Thursday, we're back with a vengeance. But picks every day. Ringer gambling. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I got you covered for college basketball. Buckle up. Enjoy your week. Stephon, fabulous job, baby. JJ out. Be good, everybody.